Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. If you want to hear my best Justin Trudeau impression, then you will have to become a premium subscriber on the Liz Wheeler Show community on Locals. You can go to lizwheeler.com slash locals. Um, you don't want to miss this. This is one of my best impressions of all time. We just got done with it. It's going to live over there forever, but you can only hear what it sounds like when I impersonate Justin Trudeau if you become a premium subscriber. LizWheeler.com slash locals. I will see you over there. I know I will because you're curious. What does it sound like? Was it good? Was it hilarious? Can Justin Trudeau be more of an annoying, weirdo, loser person? And the answer is he cannot. He tries on a daily basis, but he cannot. And I give you my impression over on Locals, lizwheeler.com slash Locals. So I thought we would start the show today with a meme that absolutely slayed me. I have read this meme to everyone in my life um, all day long, forcing them to laugh at it, and every time it cracks me up. So I thought I would read it to you too. This is what it says. It says, I have 10 guns. It's a math problem, so put your nerd hats on. I have 10 guns. If the government takes 10 guns away from me, how many guns do I have left? Are you doing the math in your head right now? You trying to discern if there's a trick part of this question? Well, here's the answer. The answer is I have 19 guns left because I lied to those commie bastards. <laughs> I don't even care if this is a dad joke. It slayed me all day long. I sent it to my parents. I sent it to my sibling group chat. I sent it to my husband. I made the entire control room listen to me, read this and crack up about it right before we filmed the show. This one just hit me in the gut. Pass it along to every person. And here's the real question. Would you behave like this? If the government came to confiscate your guns, would you say, uh, yes, I do have uh, two firearms. Let me, let me turn those over to you. And would you keep the rest? Would you? Hmm? I don't know. I'm not gonna say what I would do, but I think we all know. I think we all know. So this is an interesting story. This is an interesting story that's like a, a emotional roller coaster story. Rapper Neo, a lot of you probably know who he is. Of course, some of you, boomers, may not know who he is, but it's okay. For the purposes of that, he's a rapper. That's really all you need to know. He's got a bunch of kids. I want to say like between five and 10 kids. And he was on a show and made a comment about uh, transing kids. And he came out against transing kids pretty strongly. This is what he said. Take a listen. If your little boy comes to you and says, Daddy, I want to be a girl. And you just let him rock with that? You just let Right. He's five. Right. And where did he get that if from? If you let this five-year-old boy decide to eat candy all day, he's going to do that. Exactly. Like, when, when did it become a good idea to let a five-year-old, let a six-year-old, let a 12-year-old make a life-changing decision for themselves? Right. When did that happen? Right. Like, I don't, I don't understand that. I, I, just, I don't get that. I and get to that. medicate these young kids that are five, six, growing up and knowing that 
it, it affects their brain. It affects their organs. It makes mm -hmm. them sick. But they're not allowed to do drugs. They're not allowed to do alcohol. Right. We can medicate he them. He can't up. drive a car yet, but he can decide his sex. Right. Oh, right. What sex orientation? And he can cut off his pee pee. And and that to me that makes no sense whatsoever. And this, I, so I, I don't know if this is true, but I heard a rumor that they 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 either passed or are trying to pass a law in L.A. that states if your child comes to you and asks to do some of these things and you say no, they could take your kid from yeah, you. Yeah, that's true. Just passed in California. That does that makes no sense. They want us to have no control over our children. I don't, I don't get it. In schools, I don't get it. Hospitals, libraries. Yeah. They just want to manipulate. You got to understand when they're so young and they're already that's impressionable. That's right. Mm -hmm. And from them, they're gonna believe what you say. I mean, yeah. we say Santa Claus is real. You know, the Easter and they Bunny. It. Like, right, exactly. Like, you gotta they know what they're doing. Remember who you're dealing with. Like, I, I don't, I, I can't take credit for it, but it, I heard somebody say one time, he's like, all right, if your son comes to you and says, Daddy, I wanna be a girl, ask your son, son, what is a girl? Mm, that's a good one. What is he gonna do? He's gonna say, uh, well, he might, he might. Oh. I love it. I love it more because if you didn't know who was talking, if you were just listening to this on audio and I hadn't introduced who was going to be speaking here, that this was a rapper, a Hollywood rapper from the music industry. If I had not introduced that, you would have thought, oh, maybe those are two people on a conservative podcast. Maybe these are from a parents' rights group. Nope. No, no, no. No, 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 they're not. These are pop culture mega influences. And as parents, they reject the transgender ideology. This is Amazing. But of course, then the woke mob descends on Neo and Neo issues an apology. He seemingly caves to this woke mob. I'm going to read you his just, I mean, it's a nauseating statement here. I'm going to read you that in just a second. But first, and by the way, his statement, caving to the woke mob, is not the end of this story. It actually gets more interesting after that. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. So after this video of rapper Neo condemning the transgender ideology, saying you should be a parent if your son comes to you and says, Daddy, I'm a girl, then you should say, what is a girl? You should be a parent and not trans your kid. There was tremendous backlash from the wokesters. Surprise, surprise. And almost immediately, Neo releases this statement on his Twitter account, on his Instagram account. I'm gonna read this as soon as we bring it up. He says, after much reflection, I'd like to express my deepest apologies to anyone that I may have hurt with my comments on parenting and gender identity. I've always been an advocate for love and inclusivity in the LGBTQI community, so I understand how my comments could have been interpreted as insensitive and offensive. Gender identity is nuanced, and I can honestly admit that I plan to better educate myself on the topic so I can approach future conversations with more empathy. 
At the end of the day, I lead with love and support everyone's freedom of expression and pursuit of happiness. And of course, most people's reaction to his apology was probably the reaction that you're having right now, which is the same as the reaction that I'm having right now. Man, the woke mob controls you to the second. Can't you just picture? Neil probably got a billion phone calls from everyone in the music industry, from all of his sponsors, from every source of revenue that has made him rich and famous, threatening him. If you don't apologize, if you don't walk this back, if you don't admit that you were wrong and a bigot and hateful and gross, then we're going to cancel you. We're going to cut you off because your viewpoint on how to best parent your children is not tolerated under our ideology. It's just gross. And it's really disheartening to see people who are com- who are expressing a common sense viewpoint that you shouldn't trans your child. It's really disheartening to see those people cave to the woke mob. In fact, I find it extremely hard to respect people. That's like the quickest thing that will cause me to lose my respect for someone is to see them cave in the face of even the slightest challenge. And that's how I felt about Neo for the majority of the day until I see this. Neo released a video saying that the statement that I just read you was essentially a statement released by a publicist and it doesn't accurately convey how he feels about his original comments. So he walks back his walk back. Take a listen to this. What's going on, loved ones? This is Neo. All right, listen, I normally don't give too much of a damn about what y'all think about what I do, what y'all have to say about what I say, whatever. I normally don't care because like I said, opinions ain't special. Everybody got one. However, this is something I feel very strongly on and I need y'all to hear this from the horse's mouth, not the publicist's computer. So check this out. First and foremost, I do not apologize for having an opinion on this matter. I am a 43-year-old heterosexual man raising five boys and two girls, okay? That's my reality. Now, if my opinion offended somebody, yeah, sure, I apologize for you being offended because that wasn't my intention. My intention is never to offend anybody. However, I'm entitled to feel how I feel. I'm absolutely entitled to feel how I feel the same way you are entitled to feel how you feel. I ain't asked nobody to follow me. I ain't asked nobody to agree with me. I was asked a question and I answered the damn question, okay? I have no beef with the LBGTQIA plus community whatsoever. I ain't got no beef with y'all. Do whatever the hell it is you want to do. Do what you want to do with your kids. However, Somebody asked my opinion on this matter, and this is how I feel. I will never be okay with allowing a child to make a decision that detrimental to their life. I will never be okay with that. I don't. I, I definitely plan to educate myself a little bit more on this matter. However, I doubt that there's any book anywhere or any opinion that somebody's going to tell me that's going to make me okay with letting a child make a decision like that. That's just period, point blank, and that's how I feel. If I get canceled for this, then you know what? Maybe this is a world where they don't need a Neo no more, all right? And I got no problem with that. I'm a hustler, all right? I'll figure it out. I got kids to raise, and I'm going to do that regardless. So with that being said, y'all have a good day. I love everybody. Live how you want to <laughs> live. Love how you want to love. But your opinion is yours. Speak your opinion as much as you damn well feel like it. Because as I said, they're not impo- They're not special. Everybody got one, and you're entitled to it. I'm entitled to mine, all right? Y'all feel how y'all want to feel. Have a great day. It's Neo. Peace and love. Bam. My favorite part of that is how he just threw his publicist under the bus and she richly deserved it. He's like, not from a publicist's computer keyboard. That's right. 
That's right. You speak for yourself and you don't like these and don't let these wokesters make you undergo what looks like a Maoist struggle session. Here's the, the, the one comment that I have on this. He says that he's going to educate himself more on this, although I'm happy to hear that he would never trans his children. This is all the education that you need to know about the transgender ideology and how it impacts children's minds and bodies. First of all, it hurts kids. It hurts their bodies. It renders them infertile. It causes all sorts of terrible things like osteoporosis and early onset menopause and balding. It hurts kids bodily to have their genitals removed. It also hurts them mentally. It does not prevent suicides. Transing kids actually increases the rate of suicide. It does not decrease the rate of suicide. It also isn't real. You can't, if you're a boy, you can't become a girl. If you're a girl, you can't become a boy. You just can't. You can mutilate your body, which should be illegal, but it doesn't change the fact that you were, if you're born a boy, you're a boy. If you're born a girl, you're a girl. The, the term gender was, was coined by a man named John Money, who also coined the term gender identity. John Money was an abused man who had gender, who, who had gender and body dysmorphia. He hated his male body and he was trying to find a way to escape it. So he proposed this weird twisted idea that people's sex was one thing, their bodily sex didn't have to match their psychological gender, their mind gender, and he just made it up. He made it up as a way to try to escape the horrible trauma that that had been inflicted on him. It's disgusting. It was then co-opted by the Marxists behind queer theory who who try to use this decimation of objective reality um, to turn young children away from their families, to turn them into Marxist revolutionaries. And it's no coincidence that we're seeing critical race theory and queer theory, this transgender ideology at the same time. These people are coming after your children. It's not about inclusivity. It's not about love. They are actively trying to turn your children against you by first telling them that if they're white, they're racist. If they're black, they're oppressed, creating this identity crisis. And then coming in and saying, listen, you're in an identity crisis, but here you can have a better identity if you just choose to be someone who you aren't. Choose to be trans instead of choose to be who you were born to be. Um, it's being exploited, your children are being hurt, and I'm glad to hear that Neo pushed back against this publicist. He better have fired this publicist. That's the one question that I want to know. Did he fire this publicist? Um, I'm happy to hear they finally stood up because so, so many people cave to the woke rage mob, and it's nice to see one person that didn't. As the nation gears up for another election season, tune to the first TV for the best coverage on television. Get an exclusive inside look at the American political machine with Sean Spicer at 7. Unmatched analysis and historical perspective from Bill O'Reilly at 8. Then a bold, unapologetic take from Jesse Kelly at 9. It's must-see TV in primetime every night on the first TV. Watch the first on DirecTV Channel 347, Uverse Channel 1220, or DirecTV Stream. America is on trial. Join me, Josh Hammer, as we examine the presidential election through the only lens that truly matters, the legal proceedings of Donald Trump and the Biden crime family. This new daily podcast examines breaking news and analyzes the biggest questions facing the country. Can the former president, Donald Trump, get a fair trial? Can Trump be disqualified from the ballot? Can Joe Biden pardon his son, Hunter? Can Trump even pardon himself? We cover all the action every morning. Listen to America on Trial wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Okay, Mitch McConnell faces uh, faced some chance or a mob of a different kind in Kentucky. He was making remarks and a whole bunch of people attending his speech started drowning him out by chanting, retire, retire. Take a look at this. Folks, you closed schools and then told you that teachers unions know what's best for your kids. We're 
up against folks who'd rather let you can hear it now. Retire, retire, retire. They drowned him out. Do you hear that? These are supposed to be, these are his own constituents, not even people in Washington, D.C. But Andy only seems to make time for Reta law. That's a lot of people. He's staring down election day. Okay, okay. We can stop the video. This is not in Washington, D.C. They're on recess. He's back in Kentucky. These are people who came to his speech who are probably Republicans who want him to retire. Why? Because he's 80 years old because he had a seizure on camera, because he's ancient. Our government is powered right now by, by geriatrics. Dianne Feinstein, another senator, who is still a sitting U.S. senator, gave up power of attorney over her own health decisions, her own life decisions to her daughter, and yet she retained her seat in the United States Senate. Make this make sense. Make this make sense. These people are not serving because they think they are most qualified for service. They're serving because they're ideologues, Dianne Feinstein's dangerous in her own way, and so is Mitch McConnell. So is Mitch McConnell. Tucker Carlson interviewed Tristan Tate. This is the other Tate brother. Oh yeah, we're talking about this. You bet we're talking about this. I'm gonna remind, I know a lot of you want me to talk about this. There are always a few of you who are asking me, why are we talking about this again? Why are we paying attention to the Tate brothers? And the reason is because if we don't pay attention to the Tate brothers, then we will wake up in 15 years and we will wonder how on earth did these young people believe? How did they, how did they, how did they become indoctrinated with these terrible beliefs? How did they become so warped and detached from reality? And the reason will be because we didn't counter what was being poured into their heads. What's being poured into their heads is poison from the Tate brothers, especially young men. Young men idolize Andrew Tate and Tristan Tate. And the reason is because Andrew Tate accurately diagnoses the cultural ill that society vilifies young men. That's true, and it's very bad. And this resonates with young men who have faced cultural attack, telling them that testosterone is toxic and that women should be believed even if it's a frivolous allegation of sexual harassment. Like, these are bad attacks on men. So young men look to Andrew Tate, who finally is sympathizing with their grievances, but Andrew Tate then leads them towards a path of self-destruction instead of prescribing a good life for them or good political policies to protect masculinity and embrace it, he leads them towards materialism, pornography, exploitation of women, and worship of self, which is ultimately incredibly destructive, which is why we will be speaking out. So Tucker interviewed Andrew Tate a couple weeks ago. As you know, it was one of the most viewed interviews in all the world. He recent, Tucker then two days ago interviewed Tristan Tate or released the interview that he did with Tristan Tate. And... A lot of people are wondering why Tucker Carlson interviewed Tristan Tate, and we're gonna talk about that because it is a very interesting question in just a second. This is a little bit, this is how he started his interview though. This is this is what Tucker asked Tristan Tate. Take a so listen. I didn't realize that there are apparently women involved in your human trafficking gang. Yeah, in this organized criminal gang. So what you have to understand is this. They didn't want the case file the evidence to be that I manipulated people by being nice to them to make TikTok videos. That's not what they wanted. They put me all over the news. They searched every house I own in the country with armed men. They were looking for victims of something. Yes. They were looking for scorned ex-girlfriends, any woman to come forward and say that she was hurt by me. They were looking for real evidence. The fact that the case file is so laughable now is just because real evidence doesn't exist. So when you have no real evidence, you go for junk evidence. You try to make your case on human trafficking based on, well, they were nice to these girls on TikTok. And these are girls who would say to me, hey, share my post on Instagram. I'll be like, yeah, no problem. So, you know, because I'm a big social media guy. 
I don't know a single person when I had Instagram from my cameraman to my personal trainer who didn't ask me to blow them up on Instagram. But that is now the link they have between me and these people saying that they're human traffic, even though these people, you know, defend me. But there are two women involved, yes. My personal assistant and her friend got thrown in prison with me. Essentially, their crime was inviting one of the alleged victims to a birthday party that I wasn't even at. So a lot of you are asking me in the wake of Tucker publishing this interview with Tristan Tate, why Tucker did this interview. I think it was a question a lot of people had about why he interviewed Andrew Tate too, but a, a lot of people were willing to kind of excuse him and be like, well, maybe he didn't know. Maybe he didn't realize that there's more to Andrew Tate than meets the eye. Um, so now they're wondering, well, after everything that's come out that's been exposed about Andrew Tate and the things he's done, especially running this pornography business and this horrible misogyny and sexism, why would Tucker interview Tristan Tate? And my answer to you, my answer to that question is, I don't know. I don't know. I like Tucker. I respect his work. I think that he's an incredible voice for the conservative movement in general. I think he's totally wrong on this. I don't know what his motivation is. I don't. Um, we could spend a lot of time trying to psychoanalyze him or speculate on why he, he conducted this interview, but I think our time would be better spent if we were to make sure that a couple of things are established. First of all, um, his the premise of this interview or the premise of what Tucker seems to be asking Tristan Tate is, oh, this must be a bogus charge against you because there are women involved in your operation. Now, I'm gonna stick to the rule that I've been sticking to. I'm not here to comment on the legal case against Andrew Tate and Tristan Tate. I'm here to make the moral case against Andrew Tate and Tristan Tate and, um, I mean, Tucker knows, just as you know, just as I know, that madams and, you know, pimps who have their their female sidekick, the Ghislaine Maxwell type people, is a tale as old as time. So I'm not I'm not sure what kind of point Tucker's trying to make there. But in the interest in sticking to the moral case against Andrew and Tristan Tate and not the legal case, I think this is something that anyone who watched the Tucker interview of Tristan Tate should also know about Tristan Tate. This is um, Tristan Tate describing how he kept large percentages of the money that was earned by women who were doing pornography for him. So take a listen to this. You know, the top girls, they earned a lot, but they weren't working for money. They were working because they liked me. They respected me. They wanted my attention. They wanted to end up as my as my main girl, or the girl who had my kids, yep. or whatever it is their dream was. Uh, so they yep. work and work away, and I keep large percentages of the money. That's one of the reasons I got so rich in this business. So, you know, giving them the sex, giving them the attention that they needed, I found myself much more free. So you heard Tristan Tate for himself. He said he, he kept large percentages of the money earned by these girls who were doing pornography for him. He said this is how he became wealthy in this business. And he said he convinced these girls to do this by um, tricking them into liking him, into vying for his attention. It wasn't strictly a business deal. It was emotional manipulation. And this is this is... I think one of the most common comments about pornography in general, but specifically regarding the Tates is, well, didn't these girls have the agency to do this if they wanted to do it or not do it if they don't want to, didn't want to do it? And the answer to that, you can hear from Tristan Tate himself when he talks about how he physically manipulated the business so that they felt that they didn't have anywhere to go if they left there, if, if they stopped doing pornography for him. So take a listen to this. Let them take full control over their accounts, they will run away. I like to keep the girl's passwords. I log them in and log them out. If you give the girl the password to her account, there's a chance she could run away and try it by herself. I've had that happen. 
So you tell me if the term runaway is a term that's typically used when you just have a purely business-oriented contract, just an employment agreement. Do you describe your employees as running away if they're able to take the skills and monetize them elsewhere? You make that decision. And then, of course, Tristan Tate um, talks about how he treats women, his, his lifestyle, how he lies to women, especially virgins, in order to convince them to have casual sex with them. So then we have, that's the business aspect of what Tristan Tate did running his pornography business. You can decide whether he manipulated women, whether he exploited women, whether he treated women with respect, if he is a good role model for young men or if that is a poor role model for young men. But then Andrew Tate or Tristan Tate ran a workshop for young men in which he promised to teach them how he lies to young innocent women in order to trick them into having casual sex with him before he discards them. Take a listen to this. When you run game like me and meet the women who I meet and roll in the circles I meet, you meet beautiful virgins sometimes. Me, I'll do two or three virgins a year. Now, how do you date a virgin when you're, a, when you're an ice cold player? There is a tactic which I'm going to share with you on how to date a virgin and how to take a girl's virginity. Now, the recipe hasn't changed, but the tactics and the implementation has certainly changed. Be their boyfriend for three months and be in a nice relationship with them. That is the recipe. I'm sorry, guys. You want to run into a virgin and fuck her the next day? Don't ask me how. I don't know. I don't think anyone knows. I don't even think it's possible. You have to be their boyfriend for an extended period of time. You then have to take her virginity on the second month anniversary or something along those lines. And I'm going to teach you how to do it while still being in a playboy lifestyle scenario. What you do with your virgin is you turn everything into a date. I need to go have a business lunch with my brother or my friends. I make sure she's there. I Uber her in, I Uber her out. If I have to go for a drive, I make sure she's with me. I go pick her up, do my drive, drop her off, go back home. If I have to go to a, a club, she's part of my double booking scenario. She's always with me at least three or four times a week, regardless of what I'm doing. I go to a lot of lunches and a lot of dinners. I eat at restaurants a lot. I take her to the restaurant. Nothing about my life has changed. I'm not going out of my way. I'm not making specific time for her. I'm not trying my best to take her on dates and show her a good time. What I'm doing is I'm adding her into my normal everyday life. Now, to me, I'm f***ing my girls. I have my girlfriends, my relationships. I'm getting my sex. I'm having my drinks, hanging out with my friends. Nothing has changed in my life apart from there's some quiet girl next to me half the time when I'm out and I would otherwise be alone. But to her, in her mindset, Tristan is my boyfriend. You decide. Are Tristan Tate and Andrew Tate good role models for young men? Is this how you want your son to behave? Is this how you want your brother to behave? Is this how you want your future husband to behave? Is this how you think that young men should act? Are Tristan and Andrew Tate good role models for young men or are they models of immorality? Tristan Tate admitted that he manipulates girls into doing pornography from them and then he pocketed the profit. He was pimping these girls. He manipulated them into staying and doing pornography by refusing to give them the passwords to their accounts. And he talks about how he repeatedly lies to and manipulates young women in order to have casual sex with them and then discard them. And he's teaching other young men to do the same thing. 
It's despicable. And by the way, the some of the most common responses that I, I, I posted these videos on Twitter right after Tucker Carlson released his interview of Tristan Tate because I wanted people to get a real picture of what Tristan Tate is since Tucker's interview with, with Tristan was an it was a softball interview. There weren't any difficult questions asked. Tucker just, I mean, you saw the beginning when he was like, oh, there's women involved. Like, okay, this this means nothing. This is not apropos to anything. But some of the most common responses I got was, oh, these clips were from 10 years ago. Well, let me tell you, on Andrew Tate and Tristan Tate's official website, Cobra Tate, there's a book that they, this is element number 10, if we could bring this up on the screen, and you'll see that this is highly redacted, meaning that we blurred the majority of it out. The reason we blurred the majority of the cover of this book out is because it's pornographic. It's called The Player's Year, and it's Tristan Tate's sex diary from an entire year of him exploiting women. And this was not from 10 years ago. This was published on his website in 2020 and 2022. This is their modus operandi. This is who the Tate brothers are. 10 years ago, nothing. There are some of people who are saying, well, don't you believe in redemption? I do believe in redemption, but true redemption has, uh, you're contrite, you apologize, you admit that what you did was wrong and you do something to try to rectify it. So until and unless I see Tristan Tate and Andrew Tate not only apologizing, but articulating why pornography is wrong, articulating why exploitation of women is wrong, and then, I don't know, trying to like take down Pornhub, change laws against pornography and webcam businesses, At that point, I would believe in some kind of redemption, but why would I assume there's redemption when this is something they're actively to this day making money off of? This is, this player's year, this sex diary of Tristan Tate's is on their website. Somebody said to me, why don't you just block Tristan Tate? Why don't you just block Andrew Tate if they bother you so much? And I laughed when I saw that because I was like, well, they don't bother me in the sense that I'm like annoyed by them. I find them to be a threat to society because of the message that they are pushing on young men. And this is the mistake. If I were to block them, which I never would, I don't even believe in the block button, and I I certainly wouldn't in this case anyway. But this is exactly what the Republican Party and conservatives have gotten wrong for decades. Anytime that there's an influence in pop culture or in Hollywood that we don't like, that we consider negative, conservatives just try to eliminate that from our lives. We try to close our eyes against it. We try to make sure that we're not associated with it. And that does nothing. If we do that, then that influence is still influencing young people's minds, but we're not even competing for young people's minds because we're trying to ignore the influence because we don't like the influence. If you disagree, hit me up on Twitter at Liz underscore Wheeler. Tell me why you think differently and we'll discuss it. It's a conversation we should be having. It's not a one-off conversation. It's not something we're gonna talk about just in one segment on this show on one day. As long as these individuals are as influential as they are, we will be discussing exactly why the ideas that they are propagating are evil. Wrong. Okay, we have one. We have time for one more random thing from the internet, and this is Dave Chappelle on why Donald Trump is so loved in what used to be a swing state, my home state of Ohio. Take a listen to this. And I'm watching the news now. They're declaring the end of the Trump era. Now, okay, I can see how in New York you might believe this is the end of his era. A lot of you don't understand why Trump was so popular, but I, I get it because I hear it every day. Very loved. That first debate, I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen a white male billionaire screaming at the top of his lungs. This whole system is rigged, he said. <laughs> and across the stage was a white woman, Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama, sitting over there looking at him like, no, it's not. I said, now wait a minute, bro. <laughs> it's what he said. And the moderator said, well, Mr. Trump, if in fact the system is rigged, as you suggest, 
What would be your evidence? You remember what he said, bro? He said, I know the system is rigged because I use it. I said, God damn. No one ever heard someone say something that true. And then Hillary Clinton tried to punch him in the taxes. She said, this man doesn't pay his taxes. He shot right back. That makes me smart. <laughs> and then he said, if you want me to pay my taxes, then change the tax code. But I know you won't because your friends and your donors enjoy the same tax breaks that I do. And with that, my friends, a star was born. <laughs> no one had ever seen anything like that. No one had ever seen somebody come from inside of that house, outside and tell all the commoners, we are doing everything that you think we are doing inside of that house. I've probably seen that a dozen times since he did that, what, in 2022, a year ago. He's entirely right, entirely right. Gotta love Dave Chappelle. Um, he lives pretty near where I grew up in Ohio too, which is awesome. All right, guys, thank you for watching today. Thank you for listening. I'm Liz Wheeler. This is The Liz Wheeler Show. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.